Hello, humans of the world, and also animals, insects, mycelium, neutrinos. Welcome to another episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show, where we talk about improv comedy, creativity, and art. This is your host, a gentle and inquisitive man who some might say is in the prime of his life, Andrew Pish. And this is another game tape episode where we talk shop after an improv show. For this improv show, and for this episode, we were joined by the incomparable Jet Eveleth. Jet was Storm Chaser's first coach, and we are forever in her debt for her direction when we began. Here, we talk about the idea of feeling more and thinking less on stage, dealing with frustration after a show, and how we might want to slow our Zoom improv down. Now, I could keep talking to you for hours, but we have to get started. So without further ado, let's go. You're listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. It was really fun to be able to play with Jet. Yeah, you know what's great about Jed? She's just consistent AF, even in a new medium where we had so many technical difficulties and also because of the way that she jumped in, like unable to like kind of talk about things the way that we probably want to, she still just like descends into a character, is totally watchable. To, and because I was not descended, it was just distracting. As an audience member, I was like, man, she's a delight. And the scene between that started between Travis and Jet, I was like, eh, this could just be a mono scene. I'm watching. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I just want this to keep going. I thought you uh, that was such a lovely start. That scene was so jarring in like the best way for me. I had talked about wanting to come out with like sort of a, a fast, quote unquote, fast start, like trusting my impulses and just sort of rolling with it. So. I came out with a sort of a big character like I've been playing like a high energy and Jet responded with the way she always plays, which is just grounded and real. And still she was playing a character and was very high, like the energy was there. It's not like she was boring, but she was very grounded and real that for me was almost like, oh, yeah, this is what improv supposed to feel like. And I almost I had this like lurching feeling. I want to meet you in person so you knew that your son's organs went to a guy like me you know he he didn't die for nothing he went to a, a guy like me who's trying to make something of himself you know uh, would you like a cup of tea oh no thank you tea tastes like brown dirt like water dirt okay you have any mr pib um maybe go ahead and sh sh shut the door will you sure 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 <laughs> i won't raise no barn so you're the, you're the boy who got them. You're the boy who got my, my son's parts. Yeah, I got his bits. Turn around for me. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I see it. I see him. Yeah. Here. Uh, it's uh it's the closest we have to a soda. Oh sure, thank you. 
seltzer water, huh? Okay. And then once I like sort of like, I guess descended is the right word and just got to improvise with her, I was like, oh, this feels so nice. It was really good and reminded me how it's supposed to feel in my body because I don't think I've felt it in a while playing on Zoom. Yeah, there's a fear that it, it's not enough. And I think sometimes we come in from a place of fear, which is terrible. And so to have Jet sort of drop in and be like, the tension between us is enough. I'm looking at you, I'm playing this, you're playing that, that's enough. So I'm committed to the character in this moment and I'm not overly trying to shake the other, the person's computer that's watching to be like, we are on your screen. And instead to just be like, here I am. And to be able to play with her in that capacity, I was like, whoa, this feels nice. Yeah. I wish that I, I wish I could have descended more. I felt definitely, which she kind of talked about, I felt definitely like playing from a headspace and not a heart space today, but that's just the day that I came from. So when you talk about descending, could you elaborate on that for me? Well, I don't know what Jet would say specifically, but for me, there's this state that I could be in that feels a lot like when we're like in clown church, but it's, I felt it as an actor too, where just even my neutral state, where if I'm not doing anything is like really vibrating and alive. So if my neutral state's there, then, then the character state, whatever that emotion is, feels like I can feel it in my whole body. And I, and I just feel like my, like my base state as a person is, is very different and feels a lot more emotional and in flow. And I've noticed too, like clown, she talks about descending into a clown state. And then I've also found that when I like really get to know a character, I can descend into the state of somebody who's different than me. And I like feel like a different person. I've always sort of thought of it in a more literal sense. Maybe that's just the way my brain work is that like you descend out of your mind and into your heart and body. Yeah, I love that. And sometimes that's difficult for me to do that. I think I live a lot of my day in a heady place. And I think I wish that for me in my life is to be able to connect with my body more and more. I feel frustrated right now, but like in a, in a way that feels very familiar in the improv journey. Like, did you ever like walk out of a show or a class and you were like, I can do better than that, man. That's how I feel right now. So like, not like frustrated at a situational thing, but frustrated at myself because I, I'm like, I can play better than that. And then also hearing Jet say things that I'm like, she said this to me a hundred times. And the fact that I'm still not doing it, or perhaps there's been something where like on Zoom, I feel like I revert to old bad habits or something is frustrating, but in, in a great way where I'm like, I got a chip on my shoulder. I need to play better. I feel like really energized and motivated to fucking play better. That's how I'm feeling right now. So like equal parts frustrated and jazzed. Yeah. Isn't it a beautiful dissatisfaction that you can yeah. have anytime <laughs> in any artistic endeavor, anything that you do, basketball game where you're playing against Travis and he blocks one too many of your shots and you're like, I know I can do better than this. Yes. It can be part of just the process. Because I was going to say, Anna Natasha, that I feel like I feel that after most times that I create any piece of art, whether that's writing or performing, 
after I'm done with it, I look at it and there's almost this little part of me, which is like, you're not as beautiful as I thought you were going to be. Over the years, I felt like I, that feeling has become very normal to me. And it is now wrapped up in this like desire to continue working on my craft so that my little art babies can look more like they did in my head when I thought of them. Yeah, that's really, I, you couldn't have put it better. I'm reading this book, The Magic of Thinking Big. And one thing that he talks about, it's a little dated, but it's also kind of great. One thing he talks about is executing a fair idea is better than a brilliant idea that you never act on or do anything about. And so if you have your beautiful art babies and whether or not they meet your, how, you know, meet your expectations, the fact that you got to the point where you made it is like, that's everything. So I'm like, keep doing stuff and be dissatisfied and then get better. I love that. I thought it was going to go an entire podcast without bringing up the Utah Jazz, but I'm going to bring up the Utah Jazz because I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. Go ahead. Where uh, they're on a nine-game winning streak, and as we record this, they're up 20 against the Dallas Mavericks for their 10th game of the winning streak. But the last game that they lost was against the Knicks, and on this podcast, they mentioned that one of the assistant coaches after that game went perfect now we know how we need to play because even though they lost that game they found something or they felt something that they had been missing and they were like cool now we know how we need to play and i sort of felt like today's show while we're all talking about these, these like frustrations we're feeling i actually feel like at least for myself i've got a clearer idea of how i need to improvise moving forward and it's frustrating but also exciting Absolutely. It's good. Yeah. It, I, it, I don't think that it ever has to be framed as a bad thing again. Like how, like feeling like a little dissatisfied or like you failed in some way is like, how, how great. It's great. We're, we're learning. That's the whole thing about saying good or bad in this space. As you can hear me talk about in my Storm Chaserology episode, no judgment. It's like it's failure sometimes it hurts it it can feel frustrating it can feel awful but it's part and parcel with a learning failure to meet my expectations today never really feels as crushing as it did then so while i still have this dissatisfaction i now know yes but this is the manure of today that will help me flower tomorrow yeah i'm garbage Boom. manure what's funny about it is the dissatisfaction of being like was this show worse than our other zoom shows no it's not that it's just being like i just want to do better like i'm tired of feel like not feeling up to it like or just not feeling like i'm able to perform at best i'm tired of it i'm like no it ha I just want to be better. I think we need to spend some time appreciating the things that we did, being grateful for a couple things here and there. I love that. I loved Jet coming in with a strong accent. 
apparently French, but like, what are we doing? Uh, and me being able to match that was like, cool. She's giving me something that I can just match it. And then even the game of the accent morphing and becoming strong enough that at times I'm like, I don't know what she was saying. And sometimes I didn't know what I was saying word wise, but like energetically we were reading each other. I thought it was very fun. And then Trav just like nodding along. Maybe uh, somebody who would go by, uh, we can uh, make them stop. Uh, so if somebody tries to rise and you do a wave your hands, it's going, oh, is you right there or something, try to stop. Yes, we have a problem. I cannot do good. I cannot put it so stop it. So perhaps someone will be gracious or something. I just know that the American people, they are like, oh, they're so angry. I got big beards. I put oil in my hair on my beards. It's, it's very self-centered. I don't see that oh, care. Yet, here, 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 here. Hold on. Let me, let me do whatever I want hand. Hold on. Here comes the apple scene. I, I just liked the dynamics of that scene a lot. Yeah, that one was delightful. And it was fun to see you all having fun. Yeah, I... I was I found myself in that scene because I had went to turn my camera off and made the button. And then by the time I looked up, I was like, oh, I'm in this scene. <laughs> but you all y'all were having so much fun. And those accents were so silly that I I mean, I just had to pretend to smoke a cigarette. So I didn't break the whole time. I don't know if you were doing it on purpose, but there for sure was like five or six words per sentence that were just not real words. Like I couldn't understand anything, which was great. Yeah, I, I I love that. That's a game that Jet and I, I think, have played a couple times when we have played together on stage and done like duo stuff. We get just sometimes an accent. It's not even always an accent. Sometimes it's emotional, but like we would just like get to a point where we're like not saying stuff anymore. And I always find it very fun. One thing that Jet mentioned is also a moment I loved, which is that there was a very tense moment where Pish and I were just looking at each other. And I have to say something that I absolutely love is that like, even over freaking Zoom, Pish and I can look at each other. He's someone that like, when I catch his face, I know I've caught his face and that he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And I immediately feel charged. Like we're talking about descending that's like looking at you is something that like makes me descend a little bit more because I'm like, whatever this is, I'm in it. And so that little microcosm of a moment was very pleasant. So the the thing I was going to bring up, the the good thing from the show, we did a workshop or a rehearsal, I guess, where we had Dave Rosowski coach us. And he talked about a term called surrendering the MacGuffin, which is a Hitchcock term, I think, where basically... The MacGuffin is like the thing that brings the characters together, but it, the scene does not have to be about that thing. And Pish and I, I feel like had a scene today that we surrendered the MacGuffin really well, which was the like, hey man, I, you gotta see this video. And then the scene elevated so much more and, it, and I'm so glad it did because how a scene where two guys are watching an internet vi video on the internet is not interesting. So. Oh, I was going to I was going to come in so hard, but I'm glad I didn't have to. <laughs> I was like, oh, a, a weird video. And I was like, I'm coming in so hard. And then I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to. Yeah, that came right after a pretty quiet scene, which I thought was great and was like super, super fun to watch. And there was so much tension. 
that it, it, it eventually reached a point where I just felt like it's to break this with a really high energy thing. And I had no idea what to say. So I just said something. Brock, Brock, bro, you have got to see this crazy video I found on the internet. I'm like, dude. Okay. Are you going okay. to show me or not? Going to show you, bro. Jeez, hold on, man. Like, what's with the third degree? I'm excited to show you a video and you're like, are you going to show me or not? Like, what the heck? Well, most people show the video when they say this is video is amazing. Most people are not most people. Come on. I wanted you to have some sort of like enthusiasm. Like I wanted you to be like, oh, really? What's it about? Tell me about it. And you're just like, are you going to show me the video or not? Well, I thought you would just show me the video. I didn't think it was going to be a big kerfuffle. Well, now I'm not going to show you the video, bro. <sighs> I'm very interested in this video. Can you please show it to me? Okay. Yes, I can. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. So I was on like the deep, dark corners of the, the underweb, you know? I slept with Jeanette. And I enjoyed it. And I think she enjoyed it. And neither of us want to stop. In fact, I'm still having sex with her right now. She is right off camera. And that scene ended up for me being a ton of fun. There was a lot of spinning plates, a lot of things going on in that scene. Wow, great Rosowski flashback. We should get him on the podcast. He was such a uh, an interesting coach to work with. So energetic and so he had he has his like own language and is very passionate um super interesting improviser so thank you for reminding me of that rehearsal travis surrender that mcguffin yeah i was just thinking of a david rutowski class where it was literally just an exercise of not even everybody in the class went i think it was just two people but they were sitting up there one person would watch the other person make one physical movement then they would make it and they would have to stop and there would have to be a very clear ending. And then that person who moved would watch the other person make one physical movement and then stop. And then it would keep switching off back and forth. And sometimes when someone made a movement, he would say, what, what did you do right there? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I was putting my hand up to my face. And they're like, was that the actor that decided to do that? Or was that the character that decided to do that? And the person was like, oh, I don't know what you mean. And he was like, you could tell that the actor thought it would be funny if you put your hand up to your face and pretended like you were swallowing your hand or whatever, you know? He was like, you need to start making decisions physically from your character's point of view. And that is something that I still have not grasped. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's huge, huge to be working from your character's point of view instead in releasing your idea about the improv show, releasing your expectation about who Andrew Pish is as a performer when you get on stage and like literally just living from a different person's point of view. The state of the character, which if you have a ton of prep and it's for a play, uh, you get I mean, you do, you get to that point where you're like, yeah, of course it's from the character because I understand where I'm coming from. And in improv, you have to simultaneously make that choice, be tickled by it, but not so tickled that you're not committed. And it, it, it's like a, gosh, it's like a freaking, it's just so much. It's so much to do it It's good. definitely too much for you. Yeah, it's too much for me.
I, I'm just over here laughing at my dumb friends. I can't even, I don't even know what's going on. Okay, here's what I am hearing from the Dave Rizowski of it all and the Jed Eveleth of it all. I think we could afford to slow down. I think that shaking the computer to be like, stare at me is, that's what commercials are for. And if somebody's gonna tune in, I'm like, I want that tension. I want that character commitment. I wanna know who the fuck I am. And I wanna feel that state. And I wanna take my time getting there like freaking Tai Chi. <sighs> that's my biggest takeaway from today for sure. I'm sure it's was all good intentions on my part, but I've been bringing this like heightened sense of play and like trying to be like, I'm on a computer, so I have to be, big and, and energetic. And then like see, playing with Jet today was like, oh, that's not true at all. That's the opposite of what you need. Like just dream specifically. And then like bringing in Rizowski, like don't waste your words and don't waste your movements. Just focus it. Yeah. Like I want to look at you and then like feel who the fuck I am. And then I want to say one thing to you. And then I want to give it away and like just react to you. And this sounds so simple, but it's so freaking hard to remember between adrenaline and a new medium. We were able to catch up with Jet after the show and she had some really wonderful improv advice. She's such a freaking guru. So here's some mic drops from Jet. I mean, I knew the challenge for me was to be in my seat and to want to like move through the space because so much information I get from the moment has to do with my relationship to the other person, meaning in within the space. So those are, are you know, it's like timing and, and space are our greatest assets as improvisers for me, because I'm trying not to work from the mind. And so, um, in order to, to descend in the body, the body has to be in, has to feel what it's in relation to. I think you almost have to be even more focused to go to descend into the body and to do the micro movements. Maybe you don't do everything, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to imagine I'm pouring tea because then that gets me into, because if we're not touching our world, it's going to be really hard to, to not work from the mind. You know, the more you, so you could do them. It's almost like gently activating the body so that you stay in it so that you still work from the gut and the heart. I was like, oh, that would be a cool challenge for me. I could feel that. We sort of had that conversation of like, how do we make the space we're playing in like a space we can play? I bought, that's why I bought wireless earbuds. I think that's so smart. And, I, and if you had asked me like for me to turn around, I couldn't do it in my mind and, and do it like the micro movement because you get something from this right now. If I go, okay. You know what I mean? You get yeah, something, don't you? That works. Then, then if I go, okay, what do you think? Like you're not getting anything. So I think like treat it with that beautiful gravity of real timing, but you don't do it. And then, I mean, it's what I imagine Pixar um, voiceover actors do when there are those characters, they don't get to run around the room, but I bet they do go, <sighs> okay, we're there. You know what I mean? Like, I bet they do kind of semi embody it, then go, oh, you know, because if you don't do the micro movements, it's, there's, there's less of a reality. There, there've been times too, where I'm like, okay, my, my relationship to my body and my space, um, but also my relationship to the camera. And we've had shows where we were able to 
really play with like that distance, like break and contract space with the camera as well. And I, today I was actually feeling the same thing as you, where I was like, I really don't have space today. Like, I think you even saw Jacob walked past because like my roommates are home and like, they're literally, he has no place to go. I'm in the smallest space possible. I have nowhere to go. And on days like that, the, I, I love what you said, Jet, about maybe having just like a small version of that movement is so helpful to not feel as trapped. Yeah, I also wish I had like shut off my self-view and then um, just whoever was on screen be right in front of me so I could look them in the eye. Because I think then I could use the other thing that helps me the most in improv besides being in my body, which is being with my partner. Um, I think also just as much as the stage and maybe more, I think Zoom's gonna require everyone to slow down because there's a little bit of delay. So when you move fast, it's instantly from the mind. It's all concept, you know, of like this, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. What else? What else? I felt myself going, oh my God, I want to be clever. And there was only one moment that I really was like, you know, where I was like, it does look like a pickle. And I was like, you just worked from the mind. Which one of us do you want to take into the back of this motor vehicle and do things to the other person will wait outside? Well, oh, this is a pickle, isn't it? Wowee, this is one of them, like... Uh, it does look well, like a pickle. Honestly, it looks like a pickle to me. It does look like a pickle. It's okay, it's not the end of the world, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, that's just me sitting in a chair and saying things. Really, the biggest note I would have for myself, for all of us, is feel more, talk less. <laughs> the example in the show... So you're like, just talk less, feel more. I could feel in the scene where you were a therapist. I think you were a therapist, right? I think you were my therapist, but, um, and you're like, just cry. In, in real life, have you ever cried? I've wanted to. You've wanted to, but you've never. No, oh, not correctly. once. Oh, is that correctly? Yeah, I don't even know if I have tear ducts. They've never worked. I want you to just relax your arms next to your body. And then I want you to imagine that the only way you can keep living and not die in this very moment is to cry. Cry right now. And I was like, I don't know, something in some something inside of me was like un like unwilling to open up at all. Like I was like, I and and, and then when you're like, well, see, I mean, you can't. You're just not, you're a baby. I was like, I am a baby. Because <laughs> I was like, I just not, I don't know, I don't know why I couldn't take that leap. Yeah, I, I learned something from Ayator once. He's a clown teacher. And I said, what happens when you can't cry? Because like sometimes you'll be working on something in a clown piece and normally it upsets you. So then you start put the, putting that into a show because like clown shows are this weird mix of improv and sketch where it's like things are beaded out, but you never know quite how they're going to go. But you know, you're kind of, you know a little bit about your clown personality that you usually feel this way about it. But what if you don't that night? What if you just don't? It's like this weird, I mean, it's literally the weather speaking of storm chasing, like it's just fucking sunny today. And like all my best friends are in the audience. So I'm feeling great. And I can't feel sad, which is feeling sad is important to my clown so that I can care enough to get these tears so everyone can laugh at them. So I'm like, fuck, I'm in a conundrum because 
I'm too happy about the bigger things. So I can't descend into my body. (laughs) He said, he said that like, if you can't get there, you just try your best. And that always sat with me in an interesting way. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's all we can do. So he's like, if you have to cry, you just, you try everything. Like, "Eh," you know, he's like, because the audience will see that you really trying, like, you know, just put, and I was like, that's way more active. So I think I kind of had this idea when I was watching you and Pish being like, when you're like, are you going to cry? I was like, oh, I'd love to see one of them cry right now. Like that would be feeling. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, when you have this dream, do you cry? And then it was like, can you cry? And I think that we don't really understand how compelling it is to watch people truly feel. Because you guys are the storm chasers. So like show us some weather. I'm always looking to build tension. And I don't mean tension necessarily in the way that we traditionally mean tension of like tension, but tension, any kind where two fronts are meeting each other to use their storm chaser analogies, there's tension. And it's like, what I would direct you guys in one of my biggest takeaways from today is to always make sure you're feeling like you're enjoying that tension instead of breaking it. So like when you and, and, um, Andrew started and you started just quietly and looking at each other. Oh my God, this is the best start. Like, I didn't even think we could do this. Cause like zoom, I thought we had to come in and be like, well, nice to meet you. You know, so that you just start by looking at each other. I was like, Oh man, so cool. It's so cool that they get just to look at each other. This is the best. Like, this is what I'd want to do in zoom. And then you felt a little tension and then a boom went, Hey, let's be us. And it's a subconscious desire. I think to be like, we wouldn't want to be in that tension for too long. Well, I love playing with you guys. Tonight was a lot of fun, and I loved having Jet with us. What a lovely, lovely flash to the past. I remember the first time Jet played with Storm Chaser. I felt so confident, so taken care of, that I was like, oh, this is how I'm always supposed to feel. And it was really nice to check back in with her for that reason. Yeah, she's a joy to play with. You're just dying to be in a scene with her, because you know she's going to make you look good. Yeah, man. She's a freaking genius. I love her. Check out at Clown Church LA, which I believe is the Instagram for, you know, that's the closest to social media she has is for um, her clown community. There's an Instagram, so check that out. And we got to sit down with her for an Artist Brain interview that should be coming out in the next couple weeks to a month-ish. And it's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, that was awesome. Really inspired. It changed my life. I quit my job. I divorced my wife. And now I'm going to go climb Mount Everest in a couple of weeks. So anyways, it was good chatting with you guys again. Love you all. All right. Glad to see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Did you know we're doing improv shows right now? every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Facebook page, backslash Storm Chaser Improv. Come check it out. We have fun, and we love to see people commenting during the show. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, would you please consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts? It takes less than 60 seconds, and it really helps us convince hard-to-get guests. And we love reading reviews and critiques. We're masochists. We've also got a limited-time offer. We're looking for sponsors. And right now, you can sponsor an episode for as little as $5. What? That's crazy. Get in on that. You can find Storm Chaser on Instagram at Storm Chaser Improv or on our website at StormChaserImprov.com.
Well, folks, it's about that time. I enjoyed these moments we shared together, but this horse is moseying on to another pasture. Be good and luck will come. Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.